0: Good evening. Well, we're all familiar with this gospel story that seems fairly straightforward. Jesus heals ten, and only one comes back to give thanks. Jesus, wondering whether where the other nine are, tells the one who came back that his faith has saved him. End of story. Or is it really? Let's look at the story again. Jesus is traveling south. He's between Samaria and Galilee. He's heading towards Jerusalem, towards his crucifixion. And he can hear in the distance cries of Jesus, Master, have pity on us. As he draws near, he sees that it's a small colony of ten men forced to live outside of town, ostracized from their communities. Each likely has a bell around their neck to Warn others not to come too close to them. Why? Well, because they have sores on their bodies and/ or some other physical or mental difference. Either way, they've been deemed by the high priest to be unclean, to be unworthy, to be marginalized outsiders. They are to be excluded at all costs, and they are called lepers. And if that wasn't enough, one of them was a foreigner, a Samaritan. Therefore, because he was classified a leper, and because of his race, he was a double outsider. He was basically told that he's not even worthy of God's grace. Finally, interestingly, with this miracle, Jesus performs no healing ritual there's no mud on the eyes, or raising up the arms, or even calling out to Abba, Father. Jesus simply tells them, go show yourselves to the priests. Because in this Judaic society, only they are the only ones who could provide the stamp of approval on whether you were healthy enough, or clean enough, or worthy enough to re-enter society. So they headed off to town to see the high priest, before even being healed, and having great faith that Jesus would indeed heal them. For we were told that it was along the way that they began to realize that the healing took place. It was through their action of asking for help, for their faith in the Master, that their illnesses, that their differences would be washed away. But we're told one of the ten, after realizing it was healed, reversed course. He came back to Jesus. And we shouldn't be too surprised that it was the double outsider, the one with no hope, the foreigner, the Samaritan, the one most unlike everyone else. And upon his return, he gave thanks. Jesus sounding a, a bit annoyed. Rhetorically asks, Well, where are the other nine who I healed? Nine who are of actually my own race, and that only this foreigner comes back and gives me thanks. And then tells the Samaritan his faith has saved him. As we've heard throughout the year, in order to show the great extent that Jesus would go to reach out to all the people, Luke often brings the Samaritan into his parables since they were considered by the Jews to be an inferior race. But did Luke record this story just to make a point of how important it is to give thanks to God? Now, don't get me wrong. I I think we should give thanks and praise God every day. But what does this healed double outsider come back to the one he called master? What brought him back Was it to just say thanks, or was there something more? So let's drop this story in the current context. Who are today's lepers? How about those who are excluded because of their ethnic identity, marital status, income level, sexual orientation, religious belief, citizenship status? And instead of the council of high priests, who today is making these assertions and judgments? You and me. Society as a whole. It's phrases such as, they're not like us. Look how they live. Did you see what they did? They need to stay where they are. God doesn't love them. And my favorite, they're intrinsically evil. And so we continue to draw lines in the sand, build walls in our culture and our beliefs, and thus define who we feel should be ostracized in our modern-day colony of lepers. Well, then, how about you and me? Don't we each, at times, feel some degree of modern-day leprosy? How many of us have known broken bodies, broken spirits, or broken hearts? Failure? Depression? Mental illness? Addiction? Loss? How many of us have felt excluded? Bullied? Put down? Picked on? Pushed away? How many have been excluded because someone or some group determined that we just don't fit? And carrying all that baggage and all that woundedness and all that leprosy, what can that tenth leper teach us? To answer that, first look at the other nine. Begin by recognizing they didn't do anything wrong. Matter of fact, they did what Jesus told them to do and what their religion demanded of them. Judaic law stipulated that before they could re-enter society, before they would be accepted by others, the priest had to give his imprimatur. En route, once they realized they were healed, their only focus was to make it to that priest so they would be accepted back into the community, rejoined to society, welcomed back to the fold. For all that, I have to assume that they were grateful for what Christ did. But what that tenth leper showed us was the direction we need to move in. For midway on his journey to the high priest, recognizing he was healed, filled with gratitude, he made a 180-degree turn, and he headed back to Christ. For his focus was not about being accepted by others, but rather on his relationship and connectedness to God and his desire to receive the graces that flow from the Christ. While each of us still face daily challenges, every person here today has been touched. We've all been found. We've all encountered the living Christ who never turns away from us, only desires for us to walk towards him. Ten were healed, but the one who came back recognized the flow of God's love and grace coming forth from Christ. Yes, he came back to give thanks, but he came back to be connected to that flow. Thus, like the Samaritan, we must recognize the need to let go of whatever is within each of us that's saying no to the flow. We need to let go of that guilt and shame that's keeping the indwelling spirit from guiding us. We need to recognize that even our sins, our blemishes, our differences... Our leprosy all become good teachers for God uses all of that as well as our mistakes in our favor if we allow it. In his latest book released this week, Divine Dance, Franciscan Father Richard Rohr writes, this is the great surprise and for some a disappointment. The flow doesn't have to do with you being perfect or belonging to the right group. Or even understanding the flow. Jesus never had any such checklist before he heals someone. There's no doctrinal or moral test whatsoever. Jesus doesn't check if people he heals are Jewish, baptized, or in their first marriage. He just says, as it were, Are you going to walk towards me and allow yourself to be touched? There's the one and only question which he asks in various ways is, do you want to be healed? My sisters and brothers, nine lepers all walked away from Christ in order to feel accepted by society. The Samaritan, he turned around and he walked towards Christ, desiring to dwell within that divine flow. God has bestowed upon each of us mercy and grace and an abundance of love, and thus hope for a new tomorrow. Do you want to be healed? Then decide which direction you're going to walk.